0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis, as well as Representative Emmer and Donald Trump unite against CBDCs, citing privacy concerns. We'll also be discussing cryptocurrency rights bill introduced in Virginia, along with the li- the rights to self-custody, your BTC. We'll also be discussing the Bitcoin ETF versus buying Bitcoin directly. What's better? I'll be breaking it down for you. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin just months away from a new all-time high, according to this one indicator, says crypto analyst Kevin Svensson. We'll also be discussing, don't worry about the Bitcoin price dip, as Max Kaiser still predicts $220,000 in play. Not only that, but he says loving the price action and wouldn't be surprised if big news hits the tape next week, referring to that $100,000 Bitcoin god candle off the back of the Middle Eastern adoption of Qatar. and. The uh, kingdom of Saudi Arabia purchasing 1 million Bitcoin. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at cryptonewsalerts.net. Again, that's crypto news alerts.net. And with that being shared, this is pod episode number 1,528 of the Crypto News Alerts pod. Today is January 20th, 2024. I'm your host, JV. Happy Sat Stacking Saturday. How many of you took advantage of this dip? I'll at your boy and let me know in that live chat, family. Remember, this is a live and interactive show each and every day. And with that being shared, let's kick it off with our market watch as we do every day. We got Bitcoin correcting, but barely. We're back above 41,800. Respect the pump. We have Ether down 1%, while BNB, XRP, and Cardano are in the green. They say when in doubt, JB. just zoom out. Zoom it out on the monthly, Bitcoin down 4% on the month. We have Ether up 12%, BNB up 21%, Solana up almost 13%, while XRP is down 11%, and Cardano down down roughly 13%. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap sits at $1.64 trillion with $38 billion in volume for the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance back on the climb. Let's go. 49.9% with the ether dominance at 18.1%. And I am curious, please let me know in the chat, how high do you feel the Bitcoin dominance is likely to climb for this bull cycle? Holla and uh, checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past 24 hours. We got Pith Network up almost 20%, trading above 40 cents, followed by Chili's up 15%, trading above 10 cents, followed by Ronin up 12%, trading at $2.26. Below that, Coin, Dogecoin, Astar in the graph. Now, which altcoins are you most bullish on for this bull run? Let me know in the comments, fam. And checking out crypto bubbles to get a visual perspective on the daily for the altcoin market. You can see mixed bag. We got some collectively in the green, some in the red, some of the biggest gainers, Chili's, Ron, and uh, Doge, along with SC and the biggest losers, PLS, e Hex, and SUI. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're currently rated a 52 neutral. Yesterday was neutral as well. Last week, A64 in greed, and last month, A70 and greed. So there you have it, my crypto fam. Let me know your thoughts on the current state of the market. Do you think we're likely to crack some more or do you think we'll start pumping? But let's dive into our Bitcoin TA and uh, check out what's happening in the markets right now. This was the latest just published bitcoin spot etfs make a splash but can their assets under management surpass gold etfs get damn right in fact we're already a third of the way there in fact the bitcoin etfs asset under management already surpassed silver and silver has been around in the etf market for a long time so let that sink in the surge of the spot bitcoin etfs have become a focal point in financial markets fueling speculation about their potential to outshine traditional assets Such as gold. ETFs are conveniently bought and sold onto regular stock exchanges, simplifying the process for everyday investors to trade Bitcoin using their standard brokerage accounts. Another benefit is these instruments are subject to regulatory oversight. I don't know if you consider that a benefit, but a breaking down (laughs) barriers for mutual funds and professional finance managers who were previously unable to directly hold and manage digital assets. Now, here's the impact of the Spot Bitcoin ETF. On the underlying spot market, ETFs have a unique way of manipulating their price, or sorry, maintaining their prices in line with the value of the assets they represent, involving a process called creation and redemption. This process plays a crucial role in managing the number of ETF shares available in the market and ensuring that the ETF price stays closely tied to the value of assets which it represents. And similar to the prices of other items that can be bought and sold, the price of an ETF is influenced by how much people want to buy it, which is the demand and how much people wanna sell it, which is the supply. Sometimes the demand for the ETF can be very high or very low, causing its price to move away from the actual value of the assets it holds. Now, spot Bitcoin ETFs surpass expectations and volumes. Here's the latest. Trading for spot Bitcoin ETFs began January 11th, just one week ago, and these products amassed a record high, already $14 billion worth of volume for the first five days, a feat unmatched by other commodity ETFs. Quoting the expert here, Eric Belchunas, another way to put the Bitcoin ETF flows in ETF context, besides showing their numbers relative to the past new launches, is how they stack up to all the ETFs in the past one week flows. Even after four days, two of them are in the top five and three in the top 10 up there for the week. The studs, we got VOO, QQQ. So there you have it. And as highlighted, Balbalchunez, Bloomberg's top analysts for the ETFs, the only asset class that outshone Bitcoin in terms of volumes, was the one tracking either the S&P 500 or NASDAQ. To put things into perspective, the US stock market capitalization stands at 52 trillion, more than 60 times larger than Bitcoin's current $810 billion value. It's still mind-boggling to me that Bitcoin's market cap is currently not even a trillion dollars. We're so early, family. More importantly, the combined asset Assets under management, a Bitcoin spot ETF issuers currently sits at 28 billion, surpassing the sum of silver, crude oil, and broad diversified commodities, leaving gold as the only remaining competitor. How long before we flip gold, family? Let me know your thoughts. Now, James Van Stratton, lead analyst at Crypto Slate, depicts the precious metal gold as the absolute leader in the commodities segment, holding 96 billion worth of under its ETF instruments as he shares here, as the SEC has recognized Bitcoin as a commodity by this latest filing. He says in terms of assets under management, all commodity ETFs, Bitcoin would rank second with a combined value of $28 billion with 10 ETFs behind gold. So take that. So you already know Bitcoin is coming out of nowhere. And I think only a matter of time before we eclipse gold here soon. What are your thoughts? However, keep in mind the assets under management of the Bitcoin ETFs currently represents only 3.5% of Bitcoin's current market cap. So in contrast, even if one excludes the 63% of gold's assets under management used in jewelry, coins, electronics, and other apps, its ETF industry encompasses nearly 2% of the gold remaining 5 trillion market cap. I think the over- Overall, gold market cap right now is close to $13 trillion family. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, gold is not the only direct competitor in the ETF industry. While the growth of Bitcoin ETFs have outpaced that of commodity-based ETFs, the bond market tells a different story, amassing an impressive $2 trillion in assets under management globally. Similarly, the S&P 500 ETF industry's assets under management surpassed $1 trillion, underscoring the enduring appeal, a traditional equities. Now, while Bitcoin ETFs haven't surpassed the gold market cap yet, the recent growth signals a compelling narrative. The comparison with commodities like oil, silver, and gold underscores Bitcoin's growing influence as a legitimate... Asset class. And as Bitcoin matures, the potential for a market cap above 1 trillion becomes increasingly plausible. You damn right. And keep in mind, Bitcoin's already surpassed the trillion. It's just we corrected, and now we're about to blow up again now that it's 2024, 90 days away from the Bitcoin having family. April, let's Freaking go! But anyways, let me know your thoughts and uh, your current sentiment with the price action of Bitcoin. You think we likely to climb on up? The current local top for the past twenty two months is that forty nine thousand level we hit roughly a week ago before correcting seven thousand, and hence where we're currently at. Appreciate that. But let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the latest with Trump uh, claiming if he is elected president, he's not going to allow central bank digital currencies. Somebody's speaking my language, but here's the latest. The headline reads, Rep. Emmer and Trump unite against CBDCs, citing privacy concerns. That's right. U.S. Representative Tom Emmer agreed with the former president, Mr. Trump's view on central bank digital currencies as a threat to financial privacy. Emmer, who is the majority whip of the U.S. House of Representatives, voiced his concerns in a post January 19th yesterday, echoing Trump's apprehensions about CBDCs and their potential threat financial privacy. And on January 17th, during a campaign speech in New Hampshire, Trump pledged to prevent the U.S. Federal Reserve from introducing a CBDC in the U.S. if elected president for a second time, and quoting Congressman Tom Emmer, I agree with President Trump. CBDCs pose a serious threat to Americans' right to financial privacy. I look forward to working with him as we continue the fight against the expanding government, surveillance, state. Now, Trump's strong opposition to CBDCs is due to concerns about the risk of debanking and the potential for misuse of the currency by political actors. Now, Emmer expressed his dedication on working with Trump to oppose what they both perceive as an expansion of government surveillance, citing his CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act, which is backed by 75 75- co-sponsors. That's what's up. The proposed anti-CBDC legislation, if passed, would serve as a crucial safeguard to limit government surveillance of individuals' financial transactions. And despite Trump's previous disapproval of Bitcoin and other cryptos during his presidency, he has ventured into the crypto space by introducing three NFT collections since leaving office in fact his most recent was the mugshot one which was quite hilarious trump has made 1075 ether from his nft collection thus far the latest collection including his infamous mugshot (laughs) which was captured when he surrendered himself to the authorities in georgia in august last year. Now, bills against referring to a CBDC as a money have been filed in the states of Utah, South Carolina, South Dakota, and Tennessee. We need more states to follow family. The bills could exclude a CBDC from the definition of money and could create significant roadblocks to its development in the United States. We need to make uh, more strides with this sooner than later, because if we don't, we're doomed. Uh, As CBDCs, as we all know, is programmable money by the state. And Bitcoin separates money from the state. And we don't want the state controlling our money the same way we don't want the state controlling our healthcare because they're incompetent, they're corrupt, and a lot of other words I prefer not to, prefer not to use here on YouTube. You know what I mean? But let's dive into our next uh, story of the day and discuss the latest with self-custody, shall we? Uh, the headline here reads, Cryptocurrency rights bill introduced in Virginia. Let's go. We got Saddam Aslan Salim, state senator in Virginia, introduced a bill that aims to impede state authorities from blocking its citizens from exerting different crypto and Bitcoin linked activities. Senate Bill 339, introduced on January 9th, establishes the citizens will not require a money transferring license to operate staking or mining equipment at the state level. Also, the bill proposes to guarantee the rights that citizens and old dominion have to run their crypto node, transact and make payments with cryptocurrencies and have custody of their crypto assets. Hallelujah. <laughs> In addition, it introduces an exemption of capital gains taxes for transactions under 200 bucks. The bill is very similar to the other bill introduced in states like Missouri, Nebraska, and Indiana, supported by the Satoshi Action Fund, a nonprofit seeking to inform policymakers and regulators about the benefits A Bitcoin and mining. However, unlike the other bills, this one introduces the new element, calling state authorities to convene a work group for the purpose of studying and making recommendations related to blockchain tech, digital asset mining, and crypto activity in the Commonwealth. Now, Dennis Porter, co-founder and CEO of the Satoshi Action Fund, which was involved in this action, celebrated this advancement, stating that these states were taking a stand for the right to use Bitcoin. Let's go. Porter also reiterated the organization's intention to pass similar laws in at least 13 states. He declared the following We have so many states looking to pass laws that we need to raise more money to support these efforts. So there you have it. And curious how many of you are in Virginia right now and agree with this bill and hope your state gets one soon so we can have the right for Bitcoin self custody and they can never change it. Let me know your thoughts, family, in the comments right down below. And anyways, fam, keep pumping the likes to pump the stream and let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss more with this Bitcoin ETF. Uh, versus buying Bitcoin directly, because a lot of people are confusing the two, especially the boomers who may not have the insights that many of you guys have. So here we go. A Spot Bitcoin ETF has been one of the hottest topics over the past few years. Many investment companies, both traditional and crypto oriented, have been filing multiple apps with the US SEC over and over again. In fact, it was the Winklevoss twins, the ones who own the Gemini exchange, who submitted the very first Spot Bitcoin ETF app over a decade ago. That's how long they've been denying them. On January 10th, the SEC finally gave the go-ahead and greenlit 11 Bitcoin ETF apps. Now I'm rocking a jersey with the number 11 right now. That's my favorite number. JV was born on the 11th. His daughter was born on the same day as him, same month and day on the 11th. And uh, just FYI, I was born in 83, 1983. Eight plus three is 11. And one more fact, same year as Return of the Jedi. So you already know. It's been a hard fought battle spanning many years. And if you want to check out the full timeline of the events, take a look at the detailed article in the matter. But anyways, with the approval already a fact, it is now critical to explore a very important subject. The difference between buying the spot Bitcoin ETF and buying Bitcoin directly so you can self-custody so what's better for you? Let's take a look. This table of comparison between the both while the following article, which I'm going to be breaking down for you, will provide a more deft in look. Now check it out here. Bitcoin ETF versus buying directly. As you can see here, the Bitcoin ETF on the left with buying directly on the right. When it comes to private key ownership, ETF, no. So that's the big thing. That's the difference. Uh, not your keys, not your coins. We preach this every single episode of the podcast since the inception pretty much. But when you buy Bitcoin, Bitcoin directly in self-custody, you actually own the private keys. So you actually have true ownership, meaning it's unconfiscatable. Bitcoin ETFs can be confiscated. Joe Biden just needs to submit an executive order and say in the name of national security, Bitcoin is a direct threat to the US dollar and therefore we're confiscating all the Bitcoin ETF BTC. They did that with the gold seizure act of 1933. So don't think they can't do that with Bitcoin ETFs family. But anyways, who controls the Bitcoin with the ETF? It's the provider. With directly you self-custodying it, it's you. Trades 24-7 the ETF? Nope. Closes on the weekends. But 24-7 if you self-custody because exchanges are 24-7. Now, technical expertise needed lower for the ETF. They say higher with buying directly. I don't know if I agree with this 100%, but nonetheless, I personally think within 10 minutes, any human being 10 years of age or older can learn how to properly self-custody their Bitcoin in 10 minutes if they have the will and the desire to learn how, and they feel capable. However, for some people, They just never want that responsibility. They prefer someone else to hold it for them. Completely understand. So to each their own. Now, purchasing fees, Bitcoin ETF is going to be way higher than purchasing Bitcoin directly. Also, you have the management fees like Grayscale's charging for their GBTC product 1.5% per year. So if you run the math and they're holding your assets for the next 20 years, that can be a very significant expense, whereas you wouldn't have those expenses self-custody in it. So keep that in mind. So ETFs have been a cornerstone in the world of traditional finance for many years. In essence, an ETF represents a basket or individual of assets, and it trades on an exchange just like the regular stocks. It can track the price of various types of assets, including but not limited to securities, commodities, and other assets. It can track multiple assets, or just one. Now, in the case of the Bitcoin ETFs, they provide a traditional and well-regarded investment vehicle to gain exposure to the price of BTC. There is, however, a technical difference between the ETF itself and the asset that it tracks. Since the ETF itself is a standalone product, it has a market of its own and trades independently of the asset that underpins it. This is why there might be a difference between the ETF price and the net asset value of the underpinning product. Now, there are other important takeaways that characterize the Bitcoin exchange traded funds. So let's take a look here. You can see now trades on traditional exchanges like the NYSE. And again, we're referring to the Bitcoin exchange traded fund, aka ETFs is managed by the ETF manager. It trades intraday during the US trading hours, can be a different in price between the ETF underlying asset. Acquisition fees vary in between parties, and investors don't actually own the underlying BTC. So for example, BlackRock uses Coinbase to self-custody it. Now, so BlackRock's not even holding the asset. Coinbase would be in that case. Now, trades on traditional exchanges like the New York Stock Exchange, investors don't own the underlying asset, and everything I just mentioned. now for the overall pros and cons of the Bitcoin ETF. Pros: regulated financial product, it can be included in specialized portfolios like retirement or 401k, which I think for some of you you have no option to buy directly in self custody, next best thing is going to be the ETF or potentially microstrategy stock or bitcoin mining stocks. You have different options. And back and regulated by reputable providers. Like BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager in the world. But here are some of the disadvantages slash cons. Investors do not own the underlying Bitcoin. Clearly the biggest problem. There might be a premium on the ETF compared to the Bitcoin uh, NAV and limited trading hours and higher fees and confiscatable. So we'll leave it at that. Let me know, family, if you guys agree or disagree with that sentiment and how many of you are actually invested in a Bitcoin ETF or have plans of doing so. Let me know. Anyways, family, we got two more stories to share with you. Let's next discuss a all-time high Bitcoin target incoming, according to analyst Kevin Svensson. Then we'll be discussing the latest from Max Kaiser regarding the 1 million Bitcoin buy coming from the Middle East, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and the latest, the high Priest has to share. But first, here's this uh, analyst. Uh, analyst trader, Kevin Svensson, is forecasting the potential path forward for Bitcoin over the coming weeks and months. How many of you agree that we're likely to hit a all-time high sooner than later? Holla at your boy. He shares that the S&P 500, an index tracking the stock performance of the largest 500 listed companies in the U.S., has previously served as the leading indicator for Bitcoin ahead of the reaching of a new all-time high. That's right. Quitting him here. The S&P is always leading Bitcoin on the all-time high breaks. And this is a good sign because Bitcoin is still 40% below its all-time high. And the S&P is right near its all-time high. So if you look back in time, the second halving of 2016, the S&P 500 broke its all-time high during the second halving. And about seven months later, Bitcoin broke its all-time high. That was about... A seven-month difference, and the third having 2020. How many of you were here to witness that having uh, four years ago? Let me know. The most recent having the S and P broke its all-time high, and about four months later, Bitcoin broke its all-time high. Now, looky, looky here. You can see here, the first section was the first halving, second section, second halving, and then you see the third halving. So the first halving that ever took place was back in 2012, family. So just shy here of this chart. And then we had the second halving in 2016 and the third in 2020, and we're about to hit the fourth in roughly 90 days. So on what Bitcoin is likely to do as the S&P 500 index hovers just uh, below its all-time high of just under 4,800 points reached January 3rd, 2022, Svensson says the following, Bitcoin is likely, I would say, less than a half a year away and probably about four months away from its all-time high. And again, halving in three months. So he's ultimately predicting that a month after the halving will be above 69,000 in price discovery mode. Send it. He also says, so if the S&P breaks its all-time high, well, we can be pretty sure the Bitcoin is just months away from doing the same thing. And then we would be off into this bull market. That is at least what history shows us. So there you have it, and to watch the video he did, check the show notes below the video in the description, and please do also keep that in mind that every article I resource is always in the description so you can get the insights and intricate details Later on, yeah, I mean. Now for the featured story of the day. Here is the latest from the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, in response to the tweet he made December third. I have one word for you: 100,000 Bitcoin God Candle fans, Qatar. The rumors are getting very loud on this. Well, he updated us, and he wrote, "Loving the price action. Wouldn't be surprised if the big news hits the tape next week." So let me share my screen with you. He wrote that here. uh, I think that was yesterday. Yeah, January 19th at 12:49 p.m. So that's his latest update, and then he. He reiterates it here in another tweet. These two guys are loving the Bitcoin sale going on right now. you damn right. Wouldn't be surprised if major news hits the tape next week. So will the major news hit the tape next week? He also tweeted this one yesterday at around uh, 12.47 p.m. You can see January 19th got roughly a quarter million views. And this was off the back of the post he made on December 29th, where he wrote, these two are teaming up to make Larry Fink, a.k.a. BlackRock and Michael Saylor, look like peanuts with the buy order of 1 million Bitcoin and a $100,000 God candle, send it. Now, if anyone knows the man on the right, let me know. But apparently they used to be enemies, but now they're allies and they're looking to make some major moves in the Bitcoin space, according to Max Kaiser. Now, the guy on the left, I believe, is the prince of Saudi Arabia. Fam, correct me if I'm wrong, Mohammed or anyone in the chat, but I believe that's who it is. Now, let's see the thread he wrote some other things. You don't change Bitcoin. Bitcoin changes you. Excellent quote, by the way. Jamie Diamond and Cuffs. Yes, please. I think we'd all agree. So someone wrote here, the guy on the right is on house arrest by the guy on the left. And Max wrote, Exactly. So interesting, but he didn't drop the name. So I don't even know still who precisely that guy is, but I figure one of you guys must know. But let's get back to this here. So back on December 3rd, he made this thread, which caught a lot of buzz and sparked a lot of controversy. You could even see Mr. Bukele meeting up with the head of Qatar, the emir or the president, the prince, whatever you want to call him. So clearly discussing something and even shared an update on December 6th, Max, to add clarity. Here's what my source said. Bitcoin makes our one half trick trillion sovereign wealth fund effectively worthless. We should just convert it all into Bitcoin. Now that would be a boss move to the one thousandth power, if you're to ask me, because a half a trillion dollars, I mean considering the Bitcoin market cap right now is only what, 800 billion? It would virtually double it uh, overnight if they were able to do that. So, I mean, you never know at the end of the day. So we also wrote the God candle is a 100,000 uptick in Bitcoin and that it's in play and that it will shift the global access to wealth and power in a single tick, So yeah, what are your thoughts on Qatar uh, potentially converting their sovereign wealth fund into Bitcoin? Let me know. And also there's a headline here, brand new article just published yesterday, January 19th. Don't worry about the Bitcoin price dip. Analyst Max Kaiser still predicts 220,000 target incoming. But before we dive deeper into that article, here's some other tweets he recently shared. The GBTC Bitcoin rotation dance (laughs) will soon hit equilibrium and new all-time highs will quickly follow. The net inflow into Bitcoin is rising. The rotation at a GBTC is masking a net increase in demand. An inflection point is imminent, $220,000 In play. Now, if you'd like to see a 220,000 price action, write 220K in that live chat family. And shout out to Bukele, whatever that instrument is, I don't know if that's a ukulele, a guitar but he is the man. Uh, Much respect for Bukele and the beautiful people of El Salvador. I truly pray he wins the presidential election this year and gets reelected as the most incredible president their country has ever had. Now, he also wrote here, Max Kaiser, I like ARC B. Kathy Wood is the Michael Saylor of fund managers. She does her homework. He also says, full disclosure, I put $100,000 of my petty cash, aka Monopoly fiat currency, (laughs) into ARC B yesterday. So Max is a fan of Kathy Wood and giving her a lot of clout here, saying she is the Michael Saylor of fund managers and he has now an investment in her ETF, which is pretty cool. This was off the back of Eric Balchunas posting this. This is interesting. The newborn nine actually saw a 34% jump in volume today versus yesterday. Normally, with a hyped up launch, you see volume steadily decrease each day post launch. Rare to see it reverse back up. All but one saw a jump too, but GBTC change flat was a volatility thing. Good sign, in my opinion, according to the top ETF analyst, Eric Balchunas. So there you have it, family. He also wrote here, this is a quote I actually shared on my timeline, quoting Max, money existed before the state. Bitcoin separates money from the state. Bitcoin will kill the state. And you have the high priest baptizing the one and only Alex Jones. Uh, shout out to Alex. I am a fan. But, anyways, here's some more insights from this article. In a recent post, Max, the well-known Bitcoin advocate and advisor to El Salvador's president Bukele, made a resounding call to the global crypto community regarding Bitcoin's recent developments, particularly the approval of the spot ETF. He also says the spot Bitcoin ETF is a gateway drug to self-custody. I like that quote. Kaiser also shared his insights on the factors influencing Bitcoin surge to new and subsequent price fluctuations. Before the SEC gave its nod to the spot Bitcoin ETF, Max discerned a game-changing moment. Wall Street witnessed a unique twist as brokers and major banks imposed restrictions on customers eyeing spot Bitcoin ETFs. Kaiser believes this became a catalyst, propelling Bitcoin to scale to new peaks. The subsequent SEC approval then played its part, pushing Bitcoin just beyond the 49 thousand dollar mark and quoting max here from a tweet january 18th more than half of wall street brokers and banks are blocking purchases of any bitcoin etfs this has pushed new and all-time highs for bitcoin back a couple of weeks as predicted incumbents are not going peacefully into that good night damn the tuxedos full speed ahead. So he's ultimately encouraging the Bitcoin community. The transition to this new era might be a bit challenging for the big banks, but Kaiser, the crypto expert, urges enthusiasts to ride the wave with optimism. Now let's discuss VanEck's optimism. Despite the decrease in Bitcoin price, other major Bitcoiners, including Samson Mao and Gaber Gerbachs from VanEck, have been talking about the positive long-term impact of the spot ETF approval, on BTC. Gerbachs points out the financial giants like BlackRock, Fidelity, have a Bitcoin stash 25 times larger than El Salvador's treasury. And what's ironic, it only took BlackRock a single week from launching the ETF to acquire 25,000 Bitcoin. And as I shared on yesterday's pod, Fidelity, right behind them, already a billion in assets under management, roughly 25,000 BTC and with Bitcoin Tether and MicroStrategy holding a combined eight billion in Bitcoin, institutional investors uh, wield substantial influence for the crypto arena. And despite the recent sixteen percent downturn since the peak triggered or the spot peak by the ETF approval, Kaiser remains steadfast in his prediction. Currently, with Bitcoin trading above forty-one thousand, he says two hundred and twenty thousand is the ultimate destination. A staggering two hundred and twenty K. The roller coaster ride continues and the crypto world eagerly awaits Kaiser's bullish predictions. So there you have it, family. What are your thoughts? Do you think we're going to see a God candle sooner than later? Do you think the Saudis or the kingdom of Saudi Arabia right now or Qatar, their sovereign wealth fund, are buying this dip, taking advantage of Bitcoin? Will they be announcing it anytime soon? Honestly, fam, let me know your thoughts. Do you think they will make Larry Fink and Michael Saylor look like peanuts. Do you think they'll pull out a 1 million Bitcoin buy order and send a $100,000 God candle on a single uptick on the daily chart? Holla at your boy. And don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.